You're welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye or IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fight. The word works. All right. We have been looking at deep waters. Deep waters. Hmm. First, I want you to realize that Christianity is not a religion. I said this the last time. Christianity is the dwelling, indwelling of God in a man. Christianity answers the question, what happens if God took on residence in the life of a man? Now, the residence and the indwelling of God in the life of that man is not based on works of righteousness that man has done. It is based totally and solely on the grace of God. So that man cannot say, I did so, 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 and so things to make God live inside of me. No. God lives in that man purely on the basis of the sacrifice of Jesus. All right? Praise God. So if you are here and you believe in Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God lives on your inside. Say this with me. The Spirit of God lives on my inside. The Bible makes us understand that there are three separate revelations of who God is. We have God the Father, then we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that there are three gods. It just means that God has three separate distinct revelations, three separate distinct manifestations. God the Father reveals the fatherhood of God in that God is the source of all spirits. All right, as you are here seated here, being a child of God, being a son of God means that you have a father. God is your father because you came out of him. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. First Peter chapter two, sorry, first Peter chapter one and verse twenty-three. So that implies that if you are born, then somebody gave birth to you. The very fact of the existence of, of the, the fatherhood of God points to the fact that God is our source. Then we have God the Son. God the Son is the greatest revelation and the most, how will I put it, the, the, one of the greatest and the most perfect revelation we can have of God in that God being spirit takes on flesh, takes on humanity. God the Son is the manifestation of the invisible God in visible man. So God the Son is Jesus. So when we look at Jesus, we see the union, all right, between God and man. Jesus Christ is the junction where God enters into time and meets with humanity, saying, I want to be one of you. I am not, um, I am not, uh, 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 I'm not your enemy. I am your friend. I do not consider you below me. I do not see you as inferior to me. I do not see you as evil. I actually see you as the manifestation of my eternal plan, all right, which I set in motion before time began. So God enters into Mary and becomes a man whose name is called Jesus. What does Jesus mean? Jesus means, all right, God is salvation. Jesus means God is Savior. So when we see Jesus, we see the clearest manifestation of the personality and character of God in that God saves. God is not for judgment. God doesn't come to condemn. God does not come to declare a man as guilty. God comes to save. So when you see God in a relationship with a man, it is that he wants to save that man. God is salvation. Hallelujah. So, we see these beautiful manifestations of our God. Then when you go to God the Spirit, who is God the Spirit? By God the Spirit, God is able to live in everyone, hallelujah, as if he is living in only one. So, the fact that the Spirit of God lives on my inside does not mean I have a portion of the Spirit of God. I have as much Holy Spirit as you do, and every other person that believes, praise God, does. Okay, so, by the Spirit, God is able to be everywhere at the same time. Hallelujah. So, God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. Are you following me so far? That's not where I'm going to this service. Um, when we talked about the first part of deep waters, we talked about and we focused on prayer. Then in the second time, we talked about focus on marriage. Today, we are going to focus on faith. Faith. Hallelujah. Faith. If God is spirit, God the Father is spirit, God the Holy Spirit is spirit, God the Son is the manifestation of the spirit God in man, it means that we must be able to relate with God as we ought to, because God wants to relate with us. God is a spirit, but he wants to communicate. God is a spirit, but he wants fellowship. The greatest desire of God is to communicate and fellowship with man. But we must learn how this fellowship happens. All right, God has a language. We must understand that language in, in, in order to be able to properly communicate with God and to be able to properly execute what God wants us all right, to do. 
Now, let's turn our Bibles to say Mass Gospel chapter 11. Hallelujah. Deep waters, faith. Faith. I am not going to try to give you bogus explanations of what faith is. I will try to be as simple as possible because I believe that in simplicity lies power. Where there is simplicity, there is clarity. And when there is clarity, execution is possible. When things are simple, people are able to properly understand what it is and are able to carry things out. So, let's start with Mark 11, 23, 24. Are you there? Or let us start from verse 22. Mark eleven twenty-two. Praise God. All right, if we are there, can we read one, two, go? Greetings from my wife, by, by the way. Um, I don't know, maybe before next week's service, she would have put to bed. Amen. You know, I, I, you know, I love, I, I actually love, I, I've been believing God for a baby girl. What is on, huh? Leave the on, huh? You know, I, I, really, I really want a baby girl. So I want to have a boy and I have a daughter. So that, uh, you know, and there's a kind of conversation she's going to have with daughters you don't have a son. You understand? So I, mean, <laughs> I want a daughter. So you will not hear what when my baby comes. So it will just be entering every summer. So just get used to it. Prepare your mind. It will happen. Hallelujah. <laughs> just prepare your mind. Oh, praise God. Ah, you will not hear what. Now, Mark eleven twenty two. Everybody read one to go. It says what? And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, what was the background of this? Jesus had spoken to a fig tree, and he said, No man eats of thee, all right? No man eats of thee ever. And the Bible lets us understand that that tree got withered from the root. So Jesus is trying to teach them how it happened. Now, in 23, Jesus answered, he said unto them, Have faith in God. Everybody read verse 23, want to go. He says what? That what? Whosoever shall say unto what? Whosoever shall say what? Unto what? Lada, whosoever shall say unto what? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into what? The sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever what he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, in verse 23, Jesus shows us the law of faith. The law of faith. Now, before I explain that law, I want us to define faith properly. I'm giving you, I'm going to give you a, 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 a few definitions that I want you to write down so that after service you can go over it and ruminate over it again and again. Then we will come back and explain the law of faith. A few people, a lot of people don't really know what faith is. They think faith is agreement or faith is mental assent. Faith is deeper, all right, than what goes on in your mind. Faith takes its root from the deepest part of your soul. The deepest part of your being. That's why Jesus says, all right, if you believe in your heart. The heart, all right, here, all right, when we look at that word heart, what it communicates is the deepest part of a man. The deepest recesses of a man. It is not the mind. Praise God. There is a portion of your heart that is the mind, but the depths of your being is beyond your mind. So, when you are talking about faith, faith is not something that you believe and you, you believe today, you don't believe again. Mm-mm, no. Hallelujah. That's not faith. One other word in English we can use to communicate what faith is, is conviction. Oh, come on now. Is what? Is what? Conviction. What you have conviction about, you are willing to die for. That's what, that's a, if you want to explain what faith is, that's what we're talking about. It is something that you believe to the depth of your being. It is not something that, you know, oh, today you are saying this, tomorrow you are saying, no, 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 no. Praise God. So let us divine faith. Hallelujah. Number one, write this down. Faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. Faith is a response. That means when a man has faith or when a man or woman is in faith, there are certain actions that will follow it. You cannot have faith concerning a thing and remain inactive concerning it. No. 
Faith commands gears a response. So faith is a response of the human spirit to the word of God. For example, God told Abraham, I will um, leave your father's house, your mother's house, your kindred to a land that I will show you. What was Abraham's response? He moved. Are you following that? All right, he moved. The woman with the issue of blood, she had faith, so she touched. She said in her heart, then she went ahead and touched the hem of his garment. Are you with me? Are you with me? So that means faith has a corresponding action. It is a response. Faith is active. Faith is not passive. Glory to God. It is like Christian faith, the faith for salvation. For a man to say that Jesus is Lord, that is a manifestation of faith. So that means there is an action that follows believing in Christ. But also, coming in church is one of the signs that you're saved. Because saved men go to church. Glory to God. Walking in the Spirit is one of the signs of faith. Because saved men walk in the Spirit. So faith is the response of the human spirit to the Word of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Second definition of faith. I want you to take this down. Faith is seeing the invincible plans of God. And aligning with it. Faith is seeing the invincible plans of God and aligning with it. If I'm going to give you an advice, if you come to church, make sure you write things down. Writing the things down help you with retention. All right? Um, what you hear, you may be able to retain 30% of it. But what you write down, you may most likely be able to retain 70% of it. Now, the truth about it is that many of you, after this service, will not necessarily go back and read your notes. Am I lying? How many of you read your notes from last week? Put your, okay, if you read your notes from last week, put your hands up. All right, some of you did. So, most people may not go back and read their notes, but the truth about it is that if you take notes during the sermon, okay, you will find out that there is a likelihood that your, your, um, your consciousness is able to remember that which was taught if you take notes during the sermon. Okay? But if you just sit down and you are just admiring the pastor, nice glasses, so he would soon lay or white lady. You understand? You are just looking at all those things. <laughs> you are not learning anything. Amen. Praise God. I said, Praise God. You are not learning anything. Praise God. Look at, people, look at someone next to you and say, Good students, take notes. They don't borrow notes. They take notes. Look at another person and say, Good students, they take notes. They take good notes. Hallelujah. We are training you in church for life. I hope you know that. You went to school to train for a career. You come to church to change your life. Amen. In this church, that's why, for example, on the WhatsApp groups, I give you all sorts of information. How many of you notice that? All sorts of information. Why? Because I am interested in you winning. Glory to God. Revelation is light. You cannot travel fast without light. One time, the, one of my SUVs, the car, had an issue with the headlight. I think something happened with the panel, so the light wasn't working. So when I would be driving, it happened one time, and I was driving, and um, the top light wasn't working, but the one under was working, so I had limited light. I couldn't move fast. I was driving slowly because I had insufficient light. There are many of you that you are moving through life slowly, not because it's the will of God. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Not because it's the will of God. Mm -mm. It is that your light is not enough. I'm telling you, I'm t- it was, has been my experience. Oh, it will be the will of God when it is my time. It, it, listen, that's your time. Eh? It, that time, it, it will take time. Oh, amen. Your time is when light comes. That is why you need to go out after light. The Bible says the entrance of your word gives what light and provides understanding to the simple. If it provides understanding to the simple, it means that the understanding that the simple has makes the simple no longer simple. Because that word simple in the Bible means an order, a fool. Simple people cannot build anything. The Bible says through wisdom, a house is what? Is built. But by understanding, it is what? Established. So that means without understanding, you cannot build anything. Without understanding, you cannot establish anything on the earth. But he says, 
the entrance of your word gives what? Light and brings understanding to what? The simple. So to build things on the earth and to cause establishment, what do you need? Light. So your posture in church is I'm here to get light. Amen? I'm here to do what? At least, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm here to get light. Hallelujah. Now, what was the second definition I gave you? It is seeing the invisible plans of God and aligning with it. Listen to me. For many people, faith is usually a grab job. It is usually an envy and jealousy assignment. You understand? So maybe what happens is one of your friends got um, a Mercedes SUV. Okay, maybe she just got out of school. And maybe, I don't know, she, wanted, she got the car. Then all of a sudden, you are envious of the person. Then you come and hear the faith message. They say, ah, God will do my own too. Praise God. God will do my own. So you want to get your own so that you will revenge back. Someone that didn't hurt you, they just bought something. Hallelujah. You understand? And you now begin to confess. Listen, listen. Faith is seeing what God wants to do. Amen. Then aligning yourself with it on the earth. I'll give you a secret. If you are going to see manifestation at a crazy level on this earth, find out what God is doing. Then get involved with it. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Find out what God is doing, then get involved. Don't do something on earth. Then begin to say, God, oh yeah, come and take care. No, 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 no. That's what many of us do. We go and find something we want to do. They will now say, God, okay, I'm doing something. I've already started it. In fact, we are, we are almost listening. But you see, we just said you should come and we don't want to share the grace without you. We are come and assist us. So, you find out what he is doing. Then you align with it. Then on that journey with him, in bringing about the manifestation of what he is doing, you will now begin to see that it is a work of faith. All of the heroes of faith we find in Hebrews 11, that was what their story was about. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All of them. It was, this is what God is doing and they were a part of it. Faith is seeing the invincible. Plans of God and aligning with it. The third definition of faith is this. Faith is taking God at his word. Faith is taking God at his word. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Say that with me. God said it. Louder. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Again, louder. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Very important. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. If you have this approach to life, you are going to always have a lifestyle of joy and rejoicing. Amen. Because you just, oh, the word of God. So you are looking at the word. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, I believe it. Amen. So whenever I read my Bible, it is a believing exercise. I look at the word to see what the word has said about me for me to believe. That is it. God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. The fourth definition of faith. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Faith is an undeniable, unbreakable conviction in God. Based on his word, that he will do what he said he will do. I'll say that again. Faith is an undeniable, unbreakable conviction in God. Based on his word, that he will do what he said he will do. (laughs) Hallelujah. He will do what he said he will do. Say that with me. He will do what he said he will do. Again, say it louder. He will do what he said he will do. Hallelujah. Amen. The fifth definition of faith I want you to write down is this. Faith is trust and conviction in God's character. Faith is trust and conviction in God's character. 
that is revealed in unconditional surrender to his ways, instructions, and plans. You cannot have faith in God without surrendering to his plan. You cannot have faith in God without surrendering to his instruction. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now let us go back to the laws of faith we talked about in Mark eleven twenty three. Go back there. Mark eleven twenty two to 24. Look at what he says. Everybody read, one, two, go. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Hallelujah. Other magists actually read, have the faith of God. Now he now says, next one, he said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Notice something here. Jesus is saying, that if a man believes in his heart and he expresses in specific words that he believes in his heart, based on his faith in God, he will have whatsoever he says. This is a law. We find Apostle Paul explains this law in detail in the reception of salvation. Turn to Romans chapter number 10. It is a law. Romans chapter 10. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Faith is the victory. And verse 8. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. This world systems. Romans 10 and verse 8. Everybody would want to go. He says, For what said it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Notice, he says, The word is nigh thee where? Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Why is the word nigh thee? Because the word has been preached to you. He says, What? All right. Uh, uh, in the mouth, uh, that, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now, next verse, verse 9. Everybody would want to go. He says, What? That if thou shalt what? That if thou shalt what? Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that what? God raised him from the dead, you shall be what? Hold on. That, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt what? Believe in thy heart that God had what? Raised him from the dead. Confess, believe. You see those two words again. I may have you see those two words again. I said, I may have you see those two words again. That confess and believe. That word confess. That word. What confess means? It means to agree. Hallelujah. Now, it is not mental agreement. You, you following? I said, are you following what I'm saying? It's not mental agreement. For example, if I say, everybody say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everybody will say it, I, mean, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But the difference between one person saying it and another person saying it is in whether or not they believe that way in their hearts. Oh, come on now. Are you following what I'm saying? Whether they believe it in their heart. Because faith must be in two places for it to work. Faith has to be in your heart. Praise God. Before it is expressed in your mouth. If faith is not in your heart, but comes out of your mouth, you may be just saying what someone else is saying. Hallelujah. And when you are saying what someone else is saying, not born out of revelation in your heart. This is what happens. Remember, remember if you remember that um, parable Jesus Christ told. Jesus said, that said that that the kingdom of God is like a man, all right, who goes and he builds a house, but he builds it on sand. Glory to God. Then he now says he built it on sand, 
but the wind and the wave falls on it, beats hard on it, then that house that he built on sand falls and you know falls, falls down. But he now says the one who builds the house on the rock, the wind and the waves, they what they fall on it, but that house does not fall. Why? Because it is built where? Come on, talk to me. Because it's built where? Upon the rock. Many of you have actually, I mean, experienced a period when um, there's heavy rains and winds. How many of you have experienced that? How many of you have been in a house where there was heavy winds and winds and the house began to, then you began to pray not only about the winds and about that, God, don't let this house collapse. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I had a house, I, there was a house I lived in one time, it was a hospital in Lagos Island. That house was something else. You could be in the house and all of a sudden you'll be here, go, 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 go. Bro, go, do, go, do, go, do. You understand? There's a movement. I'm serious. Bro, go, do, go, do, go, do, go, do. You understand? And the house just moved like that. Moved like that. And I was inside the house. Glory to God. You know, so you can imagine I did a lot of speaking in tongues in that place. Amen. Oh, Rabakoso Tokoba. Father Lord, don't let this thing collapse. Amen. Now, the house built on the rock will not fall. Are you with me? Now, that rock is the word. Hmm. What that tells me is that for faith to be faith, that one of the first things that must happen is that there must be a rooting in the word. Amen? A rooting in the word. Look at me. Our generation likes fast food. You want to come to a service and the pastor just comes and does proclamation. Amen. Amen. It is done. You know now. Sharp, sharp. Alone, sharp, sharp. In fact, pastors even do it. Sharp, sharp anointing. It is now anointing and stuff like that. We are commercializing the gospel. Amen. We are commercializing it. Come in 19 minutes, all your problems that you use 50 years to, to, to accumulate will be solved. Praise God. All the stupidity of your lifetime will be solved in 19 minutes. It's a lie. Praise God. Let me tell you why it's a lie. God is more interested in who you become. Hallelujah. Why that problem is being solved than just solving that problem. Glory to God. I said glory to God. He's interested in who you become in the storm before he steals that storm. Amen. Amen. Because he cannot use you in your raw, unprocessed form. You know that you that wants to come to church and live in 30 minutes. He can't use that. Hallelujah. He can't use that. You that is always impatient. You that lacks self-control, he can't use that. He's not just going to give you the Bentley. Praise God. With this way you are behaving. Amen. He's not going to just give you the money with this way you are behaving. Because you see, material things and all of these blessings will kill you in these states. You cannot handle it. So why solving the issue? It transforms your life. Hallelujah. So it has to be rooted on the rock, on the word of God. Hallelujah. He says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart. So that means the heart must rest on the word. That means there must be conviction inside the depth of your soul concerning that thing you are saying you have faith. So there are many people that said, I, I, I had faith, but it was not faith. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is not positive thinking and positive wishes. It is not, ah, everything will turn out fine. That is not faith. Oh, come on now. Pastor, we believe God, but it didn't happen. What, how, what do you mean you believe God? Can you explain that believing to me? What many people actually say when they say they believe God is they, they hoped for a good outcome. That's what they are saying. Why that is good, that is not faith. Did you hear what I said? Why that is good, that is not what? Faith. Then some think that faith is name it, claim it. I claim it in Jesus' name. I claim it in Jesus' name. I claim it, I claim it, I claim it, I claim it. Everybody just claiming everything. You understand? I claim his wife. You can't claim someone's wife. Praise God. 
All right? You know, I claim it's... You know, no, no, no. Listen, listen. Listen to me. It is as it has to be based on the word of God. Hallelujah. It has to be based. Faith has a foundation. And that foundation is the word. Go to Romans 10, 17. You see it there. All right? Where it tells you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sir, please come. Let me use you as an example. Come. Nice notes, by the way. Now, sir, if I came and I told you that you are what? Five billion dollars. Five billion. You understand? What will you tell me? You'll be happy first. First, you'll be like, five billion. We, we mean that I took uh, Kekena Pep to do this. I have five billion. You'll be already in your mind. You're thinking, ah, maybe I should buy this and support. But at some point, you want to know how. Is that correct? And at some point, you will want proof. Right? That you have and you own five billion dollars. Now, if I told you I sent you five billion dollars and you didn't get an alert, you are going to question whether I actually sent you $5 billion. Is that correct? Now, if I sent you the money and it enters your phone, because you've never seen $5 billion in your entire life, and I'm sure people in your entire generation have never seen $5 billion. I'm not insulting you, neither have anyone in my generation seen it. Amen? So we're in the same boat, right? Now, now if you got that alert and you saw $5 billion in your phone, you understand? You know, I don't know about you, but me... I want to do a transfer to see if it works. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll buy credit or something to make sure that I get them. You know, because it's $5 billion. Amen. Come on, it's $5 billion. They could have, you know, it's $5 billion. Are you with me? No. So, now see. It means your faith that you have $5 billion has to be based on what? On something. Who are you? You understand? But if you went around saying, I have $5 billion, I have $5 billion, I have $5 billion. They said, how do you know? I don't know. I have $5 billion. I have five. Is that faith? Come on, is that faith? Now, some of us are like that. My life will turn out right. How? God, Baba God, they're my side. Eh? Who told you? How do you know? Baba God, they myself. Baba God, they for me. Who told you? How do you know? Amen. The issue is this. A lot of people are quoting a God they don't know. Amen. Faith is personal. Faith is not transactional. So that means a man who does not have fellowship and relationship with God cannot walk in faith. Because if you said it will work out for you, Baba God in my side, when did he tell you that he is on your side? This, this, this is on your side. What is it based on? Which scripture are you pointing to? Which word of prophecy did you get? Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? So a lot of people said they are working in faith, whereas they are working in assumption. They are assuming. I'm a good person. God has to be on my side. I don't steal. I don't lie. I don't smoke. I don't fornicate. So God is on my side. I always see some tweets that say, if you have not fornicated this year, retweet for a mighty miracle. I, I don't know if you have seen that kind of stuff. So the assumption is that if you didn't fornicate and stuff, God will bless you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I put the hands together for this brother. <laughs> so, then there are some that think that because they married as virgins, they, God owes them a child. Are you, are you with me? Then when they knew Sister Romoke or Choma, who was sleeping around, then boom! First year of marriage, she has twins. But they, they, their third year married, they were married as virgins, they will not begin to be angry with God. Oh God, you are not fair. I'm speaking my mind, my Lord. I'm being real. You are not a good God. I kept my virginity for, as a gift to my husband. You didn't give me child. Choma that I know 15 men she has slept with. You give her child. She has done 10 abortions and you give her child. You are, 
See, God can't help you. The reason is this. You don't know him. Because if you did, you will understand that he does not relate with people based on works of righteousness they have done. Amen. And you see, your problem is thinking that because you are a virgin, you are righteous by virginity. That's your mistake. Righteousness is by the blood of Jesus, not by virginity. Now, that is not to mock virginity. You should keep your virginity not because you want a good husband. Amen? No. You keep your virginity because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, you don't present your body as an instrument of unrighteousness to sin. Hallelujah. But you are not doing to say, eh, hey, God, because I did, you must reward me now. No. Hallelujah. No. If you do it to get a reward, then it is not worship. It's business. When business enters worship, worship is no longer worship. Father, you know I pay my tithes. You better come true for me. Ah, Father, cool, Rabashaya. Father, I pay tithe. You come true for me. I'm not like all these scoundrels that don't pay tithes. Don't carry that mindset to God. Because if it is on that one, by the time we want to measure this case, we find out that you can never measure up. The only thing that makes you measure up is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? So, your faith has to be based, your conviction has to be based on the word. So that means, without the word, without the preached word, without the foundation of the word, there cannot be faith. Are you following? Romans 10, 17. So, you see, one major exercise important in the work of faith is the labor in the world. That labor in the world many like to skip is actually the most important step in the work of faith. Romans 10, 17. Everybody read one to go. What does it say? Louder now. Read one to go. It says what? So then... Faith comes by what? Louder. So then faith comes by what? So then faith comes by what? Hearing. Everybody say hearing. Hearing. He said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If there is a place a believer should labor in, it's to labor in the art of hearing the word. Glory to God. In the art of what? Hearing the word. Hearing the word. The hearer of the word will be a faith manufacturer. There will be super abundant faith in expression in the man that is a perpetual hearer. An addicted hearer of the word. Prayer will not take the place of faith. There are a lot of praying people who have no faith. They are praying not because they believe. They are praying because they are religious. Oh, did you hear say? There are a lot of people praying, but they don't believe that God will do what they are praying about. Glory to God. So when they pray, the answer will come into the vicinity, but because they do not know and understand how faith works, even though the answer has come, they can't receive. Listen to me. God can send something. It is another thing for you to receive what he has sent. Are you with me? For example, you can ask God for supply. Oh, supply, 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 supply. And supply comes. But it comes in a form... You don't recognize. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'll give you an example. A guy is praying to God for wife. Father, I use the word to describe her now. Oh, Father, she should be six foot five. <laughs> Ebony skin. Oh, speaking in tongues. Has a job. Ends between 560,000. And he's confessing the word like that. And he has described and he has done everything. In fact, he has pictured her. Amen. He has done all of those things.
Then he's in church. Glory to God. You know, we have a lot of fine single sisters in this church. But you see, some of the brothers are blind. I didn't say all of the brothers. I said some of the brothers are blind. Very blind. So if I was single, there are some, you know, if I was single, praise God, there are some sisters, they, 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 they are not going to be single. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I, I would marry them so quickly, if I was single, if I was some of you single brothers, I would marry them so quickly that the lady will begin to ask how she got married so fast. I'm telling you. What is this old brothers? Oh, they are still speaking in tongues, you know. <laughs> Doing their suggestions up, up and down. You see, the Greek word of that Hebrew word, and it's something... Praise God. The guy said, I don't have money. And the lady said, I don't mind. She said, Lord, I just want to build somebody. Then the foolish brother that God is saying, oh yeah, now go and build the task. There's someone else to build. You understand? You understand? You know, she's saying, and you are saying, go. He doesn't have faith to approach and say, and Lembe, I like you. You understand? But he can pray though. Take this step. Will you move or will you start praying? Move. Did she say yes? Yeah, I don't want her to say no. I have never met a man that died because a lady said no to me. I'm not doing <gasps> And he dies. I've never seen it. What's your problem? Glory to God. Talking to one brother. He said, ah, pastor. Because, no, he said, ah, if that girl can see pastor. Ah, I was looking at the guy. He was looking at the sister like a god. Ah, he can say, ah, God has helped me, Pastor. He asked, ah, Pastor, I can't. Can I? I was looking at him. I said, continue like that. Don't worry. When they are washing clothes for a bridal shower, you impart the people, you better be doing this rubbish you are doing. Continue there, be doing, eh, I don't know. Will you go ask somebody out, you understand? Go and talk. It's faith. Glory to God. Faith receives what prayer releases. Amen. Faith receives what prayer releases. Hallelujah. So, that walk of faith is an important walk. Why is it that faith receives what prayer releases? Because one of the things faith does, the work of faith does, is that it opens your eyes to see. When the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight, it's talking about the eyes, these physical eyes, not by these physical eyes, not by sensory perceptions, but faith sees. It sees with spiritual eyes. So like that brother that is saying, she should be this, she should be this, she should be this. He will now meet a sister. The Spirit of God said, that's her. But she doesn't meet those criteria yet. Because all that he is praying about is inside her, even though she's not fully, it's not fully manifested outside of her. Praise God. Praise God. So faith is founded on the word. Look at me. Anything you say you believe God for, that you don't have a word for, you don't believe him for. Did you hear what I said? Anything you say you believe God for, that you have no word for, you don't believe. You are wishful, you are, you are in wishful thinking. It's founded on the word. So, why do you believe that you are going to have a wonderful life? Because the Bible says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of what? Evil. To bring you to what? An expected end. My end is expected. It is pre-programmed. I know where I end up because I have and serve a God who said he knows the thoughts. The word is a reference. And you must build that word into your consciousness until it becomes an immovable rock of conviction. 
Because the storm is going to come. There are many things that will come against you because of that conviction in the word. Glory to God. Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. Put it up for me. I'm, 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 I'm really staying here and I know what I'm saying here. The Bible is not a novel. It's not. It's not a book you read like you're reading Jim Alishay's or Francine Rivers. You understand? I said, do you understand what I'm saying? Huh. <laughs> the Bible is a book of light. That book. Book of light. Now some of us, like I can give an example of what I do to consume a lot of Bibles. I have an audio Bible. How many of you have audio Bibles? In my car, when I'm driving to work, I just play that audio Bible. This morning, between yesterday and today, I listened to and consumed the entire book of Acts, 28 chapter, via the audio Bible. Did I read my Bible also? Yes. You understand? So I listened to the entire book of Acts and the first eight chapters of Rome, Roman, the book of Romans. That is 36 chapters. Just please. Amen? Why? It is my source of light. Hallelujah. If I am going to see, I will see via the Spirit. Because the scriptures are my eyes. They are the ones that, all right, they, it regulates my perception. The scriptures. So, without the scriptures, you are blind. You will be a, if you pray without the word, you will be a prayerful but blind person. Because prayer will not take the place of the word. The word will not take the place of prayer. Prayer does not give faith. It is the word that gives faith. Are you following? I said, are you following? So, stop looking for shortcuts. Amen? Stop going from church to church, looking for breakthrough. Breakthrough in the word. When you break through in the world, you sit with the world, you feed on the world, there will be a breakthrough of light within you. Hallelujah. And what that light enters and shines through and invades your soul, nobody can take it from you. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Look at it. One to go. One to go. Let's read. It says what? This book of the law. Uh Uh-huh. 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 He says, all right, he says, that shall meditate therein how long? Day and night. Now, let me explain that meditation. Are you with me? Now, a lot of um, that word meditation has been corrupted into this world. So, you have these yoga people. You know yoga? Have you know yoga? So you have to oh, yoga and stuff like that. So I'm going to have some folks that say they have yoga mats and all that stuff. You know, they do yoga exercises and stuff. Now, there's nothing wrong with yoga exercises, all those stretching and stuff. You get, but just be careful, huh? Because, don't let me go into that. Because those yoga business, he has some, today's service is not for Let me go where I'm going. So you have someone say, I do meditation, and the meditation that they are doing, all right, is yoga style. Yoga style, because yoga is actually, one of the practices found in Buddhism, right? The belief system in Buddhism is that with those exercises and meditations, you are able to come to a place of Zen. That is equilibrium, okay? That's the belief. What they are trying to achieve through yoga is what we can we achieve better and to a higher degree with speaking in tongues. Are you following so what happens is, what the devil has done is that he brings imitation to the real thing. Okay? So, in the Buddhist um, plane, alright, through saying a lot of uh, words, you understand, and visualization, they want to achieve something. So when we talk about meditation, Bible meditation, that is not what we are talking about. Well, you can sit down like this, I'm doing like this. Hallelujah. No. Now, let me explain what this meditation is. Because meditation is an act 
of transfiguring your innermost consciousness from that of the fallen man to that of the risen Christ. Praise God. Let me do my normal listening. Men of God, please come. Everybody pay attention to what I'm telling you. I want to show you why some people, no matter what is committed into their hand, they will fail. Come. Go and shake me. And it's not, it's not generational cause. Okay? Now, there are a lot of things people call generational cause in this Africa. It means that it's not generational cause. Glory to God. It's actually generational mindset. The mindset they inherited from their grandfather, their great-grandfather, you understand? They were just passing the software. You understand? From generation to generation. It's a mindset issue. A bondage in their subconscious. Now, pay attention to what I want to teach you now. Listen. This man is spirit, soul, and body. Correct? Correct? Good. The part of man you see is the body. So that's the part you relate with. That's the part I saw when I said, I want to marry my wife. I won't lie to you. I didn't say her mind. Praise God. I later got to know her mind and said, okay, I want to marry my wife. But the part I saw and said, hmm, hi, how you doing? It was the body. But man is not the body. Okay? How many of you watched Titanic? Wait, let me check. How many of you watched Titanic? Let me check. You've watched it. Now, remember the iceberg that the ship hit? You know, they only saw the top part of it. Now, if you watch Titanic, you realize that that part of it looked a bit, ah, it's not that much now. In fact, the ship, you know, it shouldn't be that much of an issue. But the thing about the iceberg is that 9 over 10 of it is underwater. You can't see. Praise God. So what makes the iceberg thick? Don't see. So if you relate with the iceberg, based on the parts you can see, you know you're going to make a mistake. That's how man is. The part you can see, this body is just one over ten, so to speak. So there is a spirit, then there is the soul. Now, this guy called the soul is the most important guy. <laughs> this guy, more, oh boy, the soul, ah, the soul of a man. Because in the soul is where the mind is. Everything you learn goes to your soul. All your negative experiences go to your soul. All the Nigerian factor, no light, well cue. Agbero, conductor, hustling for bus, Uber, taxify. So, all those things. The experience, positive, negative, heartbreak. Tule broke my heart. Oyeye left me at the altar. All those things, they enter into your soul. Are you, are you, are you paying attention? Now, how many of you have found yourself in scenarios where you were relating not based on what was happening there, but what has happened before. Come on now. You were relating with people not based on what they did to you, but based on what somebody else did to you. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? What's going on? There is a part of you that has recorded what someone else did to you before. And when you found yourself before another different person, he began to do playback. You've been here before, and this is what happened. Hallelujah. There are some folks, are Nigerians, that they go abroad, and they begin to charge their phone overnight. <laughs> Do you know why? They have been conditioned to think that Nepal will take light. But they are no longer in Nigeria. What has happened? It's in their subconscious mind. Are you, are you following? Now listen. 
The mind is made up of two levels. All right? You have the conscious mind and the what? Subconscious mind. Now, let me explain conscious mind and subconscious mind to you. Pastor Dara, Pastor Dara looks beautiful. Can you put the answer here for Pastor Dara? All right, now, guys. What color of, what's the color of her, of her dress? It's green, right? Now, how do you know it was green? Your conscious mind let you know it was green. You saw it, oh, that's green. Like that. So, your conscious mind helps you relate immediately with the physical world. Are you following? Now, listen. Let me tell you something that may shock you. You will not be able to do much or transform your world based on your conscious mind. Because your conscious mind is just for relating, you know, for you to interact with this earth, with this world, and stuff like that. But your subconscious mind is every single information, data you have gathered, mindset you have imbibed, you know, failure you have experienced, success you have experienced, everything rolled into one, into the recesses of your soul, hallelujah, buried deep within, deep, deep within. Glory to God. So, every uh, self-limiting belief system is programmed into the subconscious mind. It is why you can give one person one million naira, or you give two people one million naira, and they will do the same business under the same circumstances. One will fail, one will succeed. It's not the money in their hands. It's not even the environment. It's the mind. How they think. Are you following? Come on, are you following? That mind, the subconscious mind. That one that we see scarcity, but see prosperity in scarcity. But you give it to another mind, and he sees plenty, but can't see the plenty, you will see the scarcity. Praise the Lord. Now, what does meditation do? When that, that word meditation is from the Hebrew word agar, and what agar means, it means to mutter under your breath. What meditation does is this. Okay. Okay, Pastor Dara, I still need you. Come, stand here. So now you are going to be our Jesus Christ. You are, you are here. Now remember, thou mayest, it says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mouth. Notice that it says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy what? Thy mouth. So that means it is, the meditation is where? In the mouth. All right? But thou shalt meditate day in, day and night. So that means meditation, day and night, has a relationship or a correlation with your mouth. Are you, are you with me? Now, Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Is anybody learning anything here? Come on, are you learning anything here? 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Everybody read one to go. It says what? But we are with what? Open face. Beholding what? As in a glass. The what? Uh-huh. And are changed into what? The same image. From glory to glory. That word glass there is mirror. Now let us imagine, please manage my Jesus Christ, even though so it's not that male or female. Now, this is all right, Jesus. And we are saying this man who is spirit, soul, and body wants to be changed into that. Is that correct? Now you know that the spirit is not the first guy that we see. The body is the first guy. So, Pastor Eddie, come stay here. So, spirit, you go to the back. Hallelujah. Now listen. So, what part of you sees the word when you study it? What? What? The body. Right? The body. But, where do you need transformation? In the soul. Romans 12.1 Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the word, renewing of your word, of your mind. So, if you check all two scriptures, the renewing is never in the spirit. The renewal is in the mind. Because when you got born again, your spirit was what? Recreated. Amen? If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All things are what? Passed. So, that means your spirit man is recreated already in the image of God. 
But your mind is not. If you were abused as a child, that memory is still in your mind. If your, your father spent all the years when he was training you, abusing you, saying you would never amount to anything, that's how your head is. I am not even expecting anything. It is going to be in your mind. So that self-doubt that you have, that feeling that if I try it, it will fail, is usually tied to what they've said. It's dead in the mind. But that is not the mind of Christ. Are you following that? That's the mind your environment gave you. So, as he looks at the word, praise God, then the Bible says he should what? Meditate. Now, what does he mean by meditating? He looks at the word and begins to confess the word and say what the word says about him. Now, as he is saying that with his mouth, saying it, he's reading it with his heart and, and saying that with his heart, that information is meditating on is now transmitted to this guy. Hallelujah. Then, as there is, he is talking and talking and talking, this guy is being transformed into what is being meditated on. Remember what the Psalm says? He says, My tongue is like the tongue of what? Of the ready writer. So that means whatever you want to write, hallelujah, in the recesses of your mind, you are going to do it through your what? Your tongue. So as you're meditating on it, meditating on it, his mind is being changed. His subconscious is being changed. What needs to be deleted is deleted. What needs to be added is what is added. And God says that for you to be able to get to that place, you ought to be, you meditate on it what? Day and what? Night. There is a regimen. There is a prescription. Before you know what's going on, you have become a totally different person. Hallelujah. So when you say, I know what the word of God says, you are not saying it because all of us are saying it. No. You are saying it now because you are fed on it so much that this has now become your belief system. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? It has now become your belief system. You cannot have a mindset of being worthless. They can't come and tell you you are worthless. You, you understand what I'm saying? Or a guy comes and tells you that you are not fine. We are just trying to manage you. You cannot accept it. Are you following? Because you have meditated on I am beautifully and I'm wonderfully. I was bought with a price. So you've meditated on it. So your, your sense of value. Ah, are you following? You have now estimated your price for the blood of Jesus. So you go, how can I? No, you understand? No, I, I'm of, I was bought with inestimable price. You meditated on it so much, your subconscious has accepted it. It will affect the way you walk. It will accept the way you talk. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now listen, listen to me. This is where faith is. Because the Bible says, he shall believe with his heart. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be that removed and that cast into the sea. And shall not doubt where. And shall not doubt where. So that heart there is talking about the soul and the spirit together. Amen. So when you have that, there is a transformation in the soul. Such that the soul is now aligned with the plans and the purposes of God. You will find that faith is an easy reality. An easy reality. So when God says, do this, you just do it. There is no doubt, there is no argument at all. Why? Because your soul has been renewed to the point of alignment with the word. Are you with me so far? Do you understand? All right, thank you very much. Can I put my hands together for them? So my time is up. So, what we need to do as believers is this. We need to build on the word. Build our hearts on the word. Hallelujah. The word is your reference point. What has the word of God said about this situation? And you take that word and you meditate on it. Alright? You take that word, you meditate on it. Alright? You use it in prayer. Praise God. Praise God. You use it in prayer. 
You, you look at your account number and then you know everything is going down and you just rise up and pray and say in the name of the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. In Christ Jesus, I declare I am favored. I declare I am favored. I declare I am favored. I am a blessed man. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. All right. My trees bear fruit in season and out of season. Therefore, as I go out, I am favored. As I come in, I am favored. I declare God has made an open door for me. Praise God. There are doors open. Doors of opportunities for me. They are opened everywhere in the name of Jesus. Are you with me, somebody? That's what you're saying. You are not a CNN correspondent analyzing how bad the economy is. No, sir. You are a world correspondent. Praise God. You analyze what the word has said about you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet. Are you ready to do some warfare? I said, are you ready to do some warfare? Amen. I said, amen. Amen. First of all, now listen, we're going to just pray, do some warfare for a few minutes. Amen. And we're going to perform some miracles. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I'm going to perform some miracles. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, can we just leave it and just speak in tongues for a few minutes? Keyboardist and instrumentalist, let's be there. All right, quick, just in tongues for a few minutes. Then we are going to release our faith in prayer. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Hallelujah. We are going to pray the word now. Turn your Bible to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. And verse 5. It says, Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee, because of the Lord thy God. And for the only one of Israel, for he had what glorified thee. We are going to say now, in the name of Jesus, nations that don't know me, open up to me. Now, in the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash oikia God has blessed you.